Homeward is committed to partnering with parents and equipping you with the resources you need to raise your kids to become responsible adults. And Steadfast Companies, a leading real estate investment company, is proud to partner with Homeward to bring you the following podcast presentation. There's a fine line between mothering and smothering. My parents are always there for me. You know, he wanted to pass his faith on to you, and you've rejected it. My house was the house where all the kids hung out. You've got no right going through my things, you know? That's an invasion of privacy. Thanks, Dad. Nip it in the bud. You're doing a great job. One day they're babies, the next thing you know, they're off on their own. Well, I'm Jim Burns. Every boy will eventually grow older, but unfortunately, many of them will really never grow up. It takes a well-crafted plan, hard work, and frankly, a lot of prayer to raise a boy to become a man. But it can be done, and today we'll continue my conversation with pastor and author Rick Bunshu. He believes that both parents and the church can work together to help boys become men, and he'll tell us how today on Homework. From the studios at the Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University, welcome to Homeward with parenting and family expert, Dr. Jim Burns. I'm Roger Marsh. APU's newest building is the Sagerstrom Science Center. It earned LEED Gold Certification from the United States Green Building Council for its green design and construction features. You can actually check it out online. If you go to homeward.com and hit the link to APU, uh, you can see what that building looks like if you have a child who's of college age and is looking for where to pursue their undergraduate studies. We have course, highly recommend APU. And that's part of parenting and raising boys to become men. That's our theme today here on the program. It's uh, during the next half hour, you're going to hear Dr. Jim Burns talking with author and pastor Rick Bunchu about uh, his book, Pass Through Fire and Raising Boys to Become Men. Here's Jim. Welcome to Homeward. I'm Jim Burns. Today, again, we're talking about raising boys to be men. That was the most fascinating conversation yesterday that I had with Rick Bunchu. Rick Bunchu is the teaching pastor of Kauai Christian Fellowship in Hawaii, author of the great book called Passed Through Fire. It's a book about guiding boys into manhood. He's also a cartoonist. He illustrates for various publishers and magazines. In fact, we did some work together uh, in the 1980s. We're getting old here. Uh, wonderful wife, Lauren, four kids, and a whole quiver of surfboards. Rick, it's great to have you back with us. Thanks, Jim. You know, we were talking yesterday about raising boys to be men, and I'm sure that some of our listeners who heard that went, this is a wild man. But boys are kind of wild, aren't they? Uh, every boy I know is pretty wild. You know, I, mean, I, I, I grew up, it's funny, I, I live with all women in my house because we have all girls, but I grew up with, in a family with all boys, and I really didn't understand what my mom probably went through with these four boys with testosterone flying like crazy until as she got older. I thought, my goodness, you know, we, we really raised the roof for her, and with my girls, it was it, it was a different there was more emotion in many ways but at the same time it was a little bit you know quieter if you would but you know when they say boys will be boys is that a good statement or is that a bad statement i think it's a great statement i mean i think we need to celebrate the boyishness of boys and not try to put a cap on it and not try to uh, create boys from meeting anything other than the stallions that god made them to be yeah you know we so oftentimes uh, i think as parents you know want our young men to be godly men and you know they do some things that are kind of off the wall and we worry about it and i think a question for a lot of us uh, is you, you know you say that men don't just appear that they're made in in your book pass through fire um, how, how do we make a man 
from a from a little boy. Well, men are made by other men, number one, and that's really important for people to understand. You, they don't just evolve into men. They really need mentors. And, they need mentors yeah. and, and models, and um, women can't make boys into men. There, there's a fallacy that, you know, a woman will make a man out of you, but that isn't true. Uh, a man is, is made out of a boy by uh, the mentoring of, of, of men, and, and depending on the kind of men that are around him, depending on what kind of man he becomes. But, but you're not saying that the mother's influence and the nurture of a mother is 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 okay to be void in a life. Nope, nope. But they serve different purposes. Help, help us understand the differences. A, a woman, um, one of her purposes is to protect. Okay. One of the purposes of a man in the life of a boy is to prepare. And there's a point where a, a child needs protection. And there's a point where uh, a child needs to be prepared. While women will have both of these elements and men will as well, the men tend to be much stronger in the preparedness part. And I'll give you an example of that. If if if, uh, if a, you go on a camp out with a boy um, and he forgets his sleeping bag, the mom will want to go and rescue him from being cold and say, well, you know, we'll, we'll find you some blankets. Maybe we'll turn around and drive home and get a blanket, you know, we'll find Kmart or something. Whereas the dad oftentimes will go, well, if it's his job to remember the sleeping bag, he isn't going to die tonight by shivering in his in his jacket. And he'll let him suffer the consequences in order that he might be prepared the next time because he knows that the job of a man is ultimately to be prepared and you can't depend on somebody coming to protect you and bail you out. The job of men is to protect and and not be protected by inevitably. So if we're doing it right, what you're saying is in a perfect home, and it's not that doesn't happen very often in terms of male, female, all working together and whatnot, but you've got men doing their job, you've got the women doing their job, and that's how they become in some ways a, a boy to, to a man. What are some of the traits that they kind of have to work on to become a, a man? Well, some of the things that uh, I believe that are elements of becoming a man is, is understanding uh, and honoring wisdom and experience of older men. I don't think we do that nearly enough in our yeah, culture. Right. You know what? And we do it in other cultures. They do mm-hmm. it in other cultures, but our culture doesn't do that well, does it? Nope. And we've tried to, we've tried in, in our fellowship to really push that. I mean, rather than kids go first at a potluck, kids are in the back of the line. I'm sorry. You know, it's, it's the elders who go first, the leaders, the older people go first. Kids understand their place in, in the realm. And, uh, and giving a voice and uh, allowing opportunity for men of experience to share what what they've gone through and use them as, as points of wisdom. In other words, we don't celebrate youth, we celebrate age and wisdom. Yeah, and you know what, that really is a helpful thing because a lot of kids say to me now, I don't have mentors. Now you say something else that boys need, and I think there's probably a number of us. When I read this, I thought, now what does he mean by this? You said that they also become a man through doses of loving brutality. Strong word. What are you talking about? There? Yeah, it's a strong word, and of course I, I wrote those words to sort of raise... Do exactly what it did to me. Yeah. What I mean by that is that, that men need to step in and sometimes cause a boy to endure pain. To rough it out. To, it's the illustration you said with the sleeping bag. Yeah, very much like that. Yeah. Um, and, and you can see it in other ways where, you know, if a kid uh, goes out and hurts himself, well, uh, oftentimes a man will say, you know what, you need to suck that up. Mm-hmm. You, you stop crying now. The emotions that you're, that you're demonstrating have no relationship to the pain that you're experiencing, mm-hmm. and uh, you need to be a man about mm-hmm. that. And that's a good thing you're saying. I, I think that's a good yeah. thing. Of course, you know, people can take this stuff to extremes, sure, but, sure. but I, I think that the role of a man is to, again, prepare a boy by sometimes making him learn what responsibility is, pay the consequences for his actions, 
And, and even if that means that he's cold or hungry or, you know, has burnt fingers or whatever that is, that, that he sort of bites his lip and holds it in. Now, I'm thinking about this. I'm, I'm, in reading your book, you, you talk about boy men. You can be a male, but you necessarily aren't a man, and you still are a boy. And so we've got a whole generation, a lot of times, a lot of men who never really became men. They're, right. they're still kind of acting as boys. This relates to our faith in, in the Lord. This relates to our relationship with the church. And it also relates to this mentoring idea. Talk a little bit about the, the boy-man illustration that you've got. This world is just packed with those kind of guys. And, and one of the tragic things is that a lot of women find these boy men, and they, they like the charming Peter Pan-ness of them, that I'm never going to grow up. And some, some women say, oh, I'll, you know, I'll get this guy and I'll, I'll help him along. Well, he just needs the help of a loving woman. And, of course, they're stuck with somebody who is immature because they've never uh, stepped up to the plate to, to really take what a real man does. They'll father children and stuff like that, but they won't, they won't take the responsibility of it. And some men, if they don't know what attributes really qualify them as a man, will adopt cheap substitutes. I mean, some of them will do the violent, brutal trip. Some of them will, will end up uh, in a chemical blur. Some of them will, will stay hedonistic, like the Peter Pan-type syndrome. And, and some of them, I, I know guys who just, they're almost empty-souled. They just collect toys or, or fill their garage with stuff and live from one project to another project, but haven't developed the, the real multifaceted nature of what a real man is. And, and I think that that's because many times they've taken their cues from the secular culture. They've, they've learned manhood from a movie or learned manhood um, from just gathering bits and pieces of different places and haven't been really challenged with what authentic manhood is. They've had no models. They've had nothing to grasp onto. Right, and this really is the challenge to, to dads today, and it's the challenge of uncles, and it's the challenge of youth workers, and it's the challenge of men today to be able to do that. Or we're going to have a generation of kids who are not going to even be interested in walking in the faith, or a generation of boys who, who will rudderless get out there. When we come back, I want to talk about the initiation that you actually do at your church. You talk about it in your book and how you kind of go through a rite of passage experience for boys. It's really very challenging and sometimes brutal and yet one that really is is a life-changing experience. So we're going to come back just a moment. I'm Jim Burns. We're talking with Rick Bunshu, pastor of Kauai Christian Fellowship in Hawaii. Uh, The book that we're kind of talking about today is called Pass Through the Fire. It's a call for a Christian rite of passage to guide boys into godly manhood. And when we come back, we're going to talk about just how you do that. So stick with us. It's a great conversation to have because if you are the father of a son or sons and you're listening to this program right now, or maybe you're a mom and you know the dad is having a hard time with a son, a lot of boys, we need to be told what to do, basically. And especially when dad says it, it really does have a, a powerful impact. That's why we're having this conversation today about some tips for raising boys to become men. But remembering that if your church does not have one of those rite of passage ceremonies, for example, uh, if confirmation class doesn't get it done for you, uh, it's important for dad to be able to say, you know what? I mean, th- th- you've reached this point now. And Rick Bunchy's book, Pass Through Fire, is now standing resource. Dr. Jim Burns highly recommends it. If you want to learn more about it, you can just look it up on Amazon or go to homeward.com if you're not there already. Radio broadcast section, there's a link to Rick's website on our website today at homeward.com. I'm Jim Burns with today's Homeward Snapshot. What do you mean they lost my invoice? I've got a big meeting here tomorrow. That shipment has to be here no later than 9 sharp, all right? Good. Call me as soon as you hear back from them. 
Wow, Dave, weren't you getting a little rough with that supplier? That's no supplier. That's my mom. Tom, I'm 27 years old. You think after all this time she'd get my dry cleaning to me on time? You know, that would be almost funny if it weren't so true in the case of many young adults today. There's a new term for many 20-something adults. They're called adult assets. In other words, they're 25 years old but have the life skills of a teenager. If you're a parent, you've got to remember that your primary purpose with your kids is to raise them to be responsible adults, not just really great kids. And to help you do just that, I've written a new tip sheet called Helping Your Kid Become a Responsible Adult. You can download a free copy from our website at homeward.com. Welcome back to Homeward. Part two in day two with Rick Bunshu, a great friend of mine, one of the most creative people I know. And here we are talking about raising boys to be men. Incidentally, Rick has three sons and a daughter, and uh, I know two of his sons, and they are incredible young men, and he's done a great job. Uh, He practices what he preaches. Rick, uh, at your church, you do this initiation, and actually you talk about it in the book, Pass Through the Fire, that that actually caught my attention more than when we were just talking about the manhood stuff. It was first the the initiation, this rite of passage that you do uh, here on this island with with dads and sons. Talk a little bit about the the practicality of it and just what happens at 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 this initiation. Yeah, we got got scratching our heads trying to figure out how we as the men of the church could, uh, as a community, show all the guys that were with us, uh, all the kids that we've attracted in our youth group, what a real man is and how we could connect with those. And and maybe because many of our kids don't have dads, step into that role in some way or another and help function as a a surrogate or as a mentor for them. And we came up with this idea to uh, do a rite of passage, an actual hardcore rite of passage and and so we went scouring around you know it started reading all the weird stuff that the tribes do and we wanted it to be doable so every kid could actually do it but difficult we wanted it to be the kind of thing that was secretive shrouded in mystery and uh and 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 yet um all the men would be aware of what was going on so be secret to the kids but but not to the men that were participating in it we wanted it to be challenging and to tap on all the the attributes that we could identify out of scripture that speak strongly to men things like courage self-control integrity righteousness we wanted those attributes to to spring to the top to be the things that kids understood that these are are what you need to adopt these are what form you as a man so we, we designed this camp this retreat it's a weekend retreat where we take the kids uh, up to the mountains here. And we've got mountains up in the 5,000-foot level. It gets chilly at night. Bring them in. They don't know what's going on. The only thing they know, the only publicity is leave a boy, return a man. Hmm. And when we get there, the first thing that we tell them after dinner is that uh, that they're not men. In fact, that men being a man is something that you need to earn, you need, you need to live up to, and it's not just granted to you because you want it. And uh, as a result, tonight the men sleep in the cabins and— uh, the boys, well, they're going to have to fend for themselves, and so we throw them out in the dark. It was as raining with a couple blue tarps and some clothesline and clothespins and say, try to stay dry and warm. And, of course, you didn't tell their mothers that this is what you were going to do. And no. We, <laughs> their eyes are the size of saucers, and they go out there, and you hear them you know, arguing and fighting as they're trying to, as alpha males are trying to get to the most comfortable spot. And they have a very uncomfortable, soggy night. But before dawn, one of our ex-GIs wakes them all up and takes them on a forced hike 
in absolute silence. They have to go in absolute silence, and it's it's a six-mile hike. All this stuff is, is part of what we call ordeals. They're put through these physical ordeals, and it's amazing they cooperate. They, they don't bucket. They, they just go right along, and we begin this process of um, both teaching and experience during that weekend that begins to implant into them what a real man is. Yeah. It's an incredible experience, and it's a it's a memorable experience. And again, you know, it doesn't have to be always as harsh as what you're talking about, but it really needs to have that that feel in a sense when when they have something like this, don't that doesn't right. it? And during the time we have the men share their stories yeah. and heavy stuff. Now, when the boys come back to church, what is different about them? Well, what has happened is at the end, the culmination of our initiation right is um, that the boys are welcomed into manhood by those men. And then each of those boys is given what we call a wingman. That's a guy who isn't their father, but sort of looks after them, um, kind of like a godfather type of thing. Checks on them, see if they're at church, drops them a line in their birthdays. And if they're a kid with no dad, maybe gets involved in helping them learn some skill, woodworking or car repair or fishing or whatever the guy is into that the sure. boy would find compelling as well. And... Then we make it understood, uh, and we use actually a, a medal, a, a medallion, a symbol that each boy is awarded, that if you see a boy wearing that, you know that they've crossed over from being a boy into being a man. And the church recognizes them and honors them as men. Isn't that that's a great thing? And, and does the church have some kind of a recognition process? I mean, is there something that goes on in, in a service? or We don't do that, but other guys do that. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's something we actually might add to our mix, yeah. b- because our recognition Virtually every man is at this right. at this sure. event, and so wearing the symbol, everybody knows that, and, and we, we recognize it lightly, but there are actually uh, guys who will bring all those boys up and in front of the whole church uh, affirm that, too. Affirm them, bless them, yep. you know, kind of honor them. Yep. It, sounds, it sounds like a great idea. We're talking with Rick Bunshu today. We're talking about raising boys to be men, and this particular discussion is about an initiation that they do at his church at Kauai Christian Fellowship. It's a phenomenal thing, and you can uh, learn more about it if you look at his book, Pass Through the Fire. Also, he has available uh, a 60-minute DVD, Six Sessions Leader's Guide, so it's one of those things that you can pretty much, you don't have to create this. You can get the, all the information is there for our people if they want to be able to look at it for their church or for their uh, for their own children, is that right? Yeah, we give them an idea box. I yeah. mean, obviously, one would hope that you would design this to the sensibilities of your community, but yeah, we give them an idea box. Well, you know, the, the scripture says sons are a heritage from the Lord, children a reward from God. And that means that there's a lot of responsibility as a mom and a dad to, to really help our sons become a godly, really in a world that, that goes almost anti this. Are, are you seeing more and more that the, the world is going one way and the church is going another way when it comes to trying to build godly men? I mean, we're really kind of walking up an uphill battle. So you're saying the church is kind of going the same way as the world sometimes. Unfortunately, I think that's the case. Yeah. And I, I think that the role of the church, particularly the role of the men in the church, is to demonstrate both in the way we live our lives and by taking active and proactive steps to move into the lives of boys and go, you know what, you want to know what a real man is? Let us show you. Let us guide you through it. Let us give you the marks, the the milestones along the way that you can follow, and, and you'll know when you've arrived at that a destination, and we'll help you celebrate when you did. Well, what do you say as a pastor to, I'm thinking of a, of a person who's very special in my life, who uh, isn't a believer, 
um, is a very nice person, kind of a man's man, but really doesn't have any interest in the church because they kind of think that it's kind of a sissy place. What, what do you say to that person when, you, when you're saddled up next to that person to help them understand that, you know, the church isn't for wimps. The church, you know, is alive and it's, and it's for people who, who, who have a courageous faith and, and are radically committed to, to the king. I, don't, I think he just doesn't know the God who, who we know who's a courageous uh, God. What, what do you say to that person? Well, you're actually asking me two kinds of questions here, in a way. If it's about the church, I'm afraid that many times the church is an unattractive place for men. It's not, when you think of a place where guys hang out, church doesn't really sort of pop up on the top ten list very much. And I think that's a tragedy. I think that, that we need to, as a church, step in and begin to change what we do and how we do it to make it a place that men feel like this is this has got something for me this is relevant to the way i live my life and and to the sensibilities of a man on the other hand the christian faith which of course the church ought to be um, showing by example is is radical and challenging and as tough as any man wants to get and i think that when we can really demonstrate that it's attractive to men Mm. I think it is, too, and we've got to do that. We must do that. Rick Bunch, your time has gone by so fast. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for, for your willingness to talk about a tough subject and to hit it face on. You know, I oftentimes have said to people that you have a real prophetic voice. Thank you for sharing with our listeners today. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jim. Great to be with you. And that concludes part two of Dr. Jim Burns' two-part conversation with pastor and author Rick Bunshu here on the Homeward Broadcast. If Rick's name sounds familiar, uh, you might have seen it in the uh, on the cover of Bethany Hamilton's story, the whole Soul Surfer uh, revolution. Bethany's from that area, and uh, Rick and, uh, knows the Hamiltons very well. He actually helped write uh, her biography, and he's written a book called Path Through Fire, which is one that Dr. Jim Burns highly recommends. If you want to learn more about it, uh, well, just go to homeward.com. We have a link in our radio broadcast section today where you've seen Rick's name, Hotkey. Just go ahead and click it there. It goes right over there. Okay, Jim, do we have a homeword of the day for today? Some word that we can take away from today's program? Plan is the homeword of the day. My recommendation is that as a parent, you develop a plan with your spouse, if possible, for establishing benchmarks in the life of your son, or frankly for your daughter, as we've talked about throughout this conversation. Obviously, these benchmarks may happen on a certain birthday and when that young man of yours gets a driver's license, but let me recommend a couple other times when you can make a rite of passage benchmark happen. One is the first day of a new school year. This presents another perfect opportunity for you to celebrate a major milestone in the life of your son or, again, of your daughter, especially the day he starts high school or the day he starts junior high or, you know, sixth grade, whatever it may be. Make a big deal out of it by taking him out for breakfast that morning or the dinner the night before. Help him get some goals set for the school year academically and spiritually. Communicate your expectations for him and then tell him how you plan to help him meet those expectations. And don't forget to pray for him and let him know that you'll be praying for him throughout the school year. One of the things that we've done in our family is at the beginning of a school year, we get together with another family who have kids the same age, and we talk about what some of our goals are. We all pray together. And I remember one time the other family brought rocks, and it said Jesus 24-7. And Every one of my girls still have those rocks. In fact, I still have the rocks sitting on my desk because it's a reminder that we take Jesus into the school just like we do into church. So first day of school year, something around the school season. Another time to celebrate a milestone is when your son makes the team. 
or selection to a school club, or even a drama role, or a musical role. I mean, there are tons of benchmark opportunities that pop up throughout the school year like these, and you can plan to make the most of some major event in your son's life and then celebrate it like crazy. If he makes the sports team, we'll celebrate it. Use it as a time to challenge him to growth and maturity and remind him that the Lord is present even on that sports team. Well, the point is, plan to make the most of every opportunity to purposely push your son toward manhood. Now, for more Rites of Passage ideas, you can contact us and request our Celebrating Rites of Passage tip sheet. It contains a full list of milestones that you can celebrate with your son and your daughter as well. Easy to get that, too. All of our tip sheets are free. When you go to Homeward.com, hit the Articles and Media button. It'll take you right to where the tip sheets are and all the different articles and media. We've got articles, tip sheets. Uh, we've got video clips, audio clips. They're all available without cost. So you heard Jim say, go to Articles and Media. Uh, when you get to that section, the Get Answers box comes up. Just type in Rites of Passage or Celebrating Rites of Passage. There's a tip sheet that has that title, but there are other ideas as well that you can you can share with your kids because we're not in the Jewish tradition here at Homeward and many of our listeners are evangelical Christians. There's no bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah where you tell a young boy or young girl, hey, guess what? You're now an adult. So we have to be more intentional about this, but it's so important, especially for a father to tell his son, son, you're now a man. If there's anything we can do to help you uh, raise your son to become a man, go to homeward.com. And now for Dr. Jim Burns, our engineer Ben Camp, and the rest of the staff, I'm Roger Marsh. Thanks so much for listening. Join us again next time right here for another edition of Homeward. Homeward with Jim Burns is a production of the Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific University.